As we stand in a church watching a procession go by us, you might notice a young man or boy at the head of the procession holding a chain attached to a small, ornate round object. He is known as the Thurifier because he wields a thurible or incense sensor. As the procession advances, you might notice the thurible move in precise yet fluid circular motions, carefully choreographed by its wielder. The thurible clinks rhythmically against the chain that holds it. As it moves, it briefly obscures our view of the church in languorous curls of sweet-smelling incense. Christian worship, like those of many other religious traditions, can be a multi-sensory and ethereal experience. Welcome to the Altar of Time, a history of India's Christian art. My name is Anirudh Kanasetti. This episode of the Altar of Time is not about the Thurubu, but about another fascinating object related to it. The incense boat. It's a vessel that carries loose unburnt incense before it is put into the thurible. Why is it called a boat? Quite simply because of its shape, which is often similar to that of seafaring vessels. At times, an incense boat can also look like a cup or a lamp. The use of incense in worship seeps into Christianity from Judaism. In both faiths, the burning of incense symbolizes the offerings of the congregation, as well as the prayers of the faithful rising to heaven. Incense is usually reserved for feast days and special occasions. The incense boats in the Museum of Christian Arts collection are shaped like elegant seafaring ships, specifically galleons. They are impressive objects with round hulls and multiple decks. One of them is dated to the 19th century and was donated to the museum by the Gama Pinto family of Anjuna. Its sides are incised with line motifs, and the ship's center consists of a hinged lid within which the incense was stored. At different points during the liturgy, the priest would have used a small teaspoon to transfer a few grains of incense to the thurible. The second object, a 17th century incense boat from the Basilica of Bom Jesus, is replete with intricate detail. A lion figurehead, ports for guns with sailors in profile above them, a stern with balustrades, two monumental lanterns, and the IHS abbreviation for the name of Jesus, enclosed in a pearl design. Given that this utensil was probably manufactured in Europe, it is likely that it made a long voyage across many cultural universes on a vessel similar to its own likeness. A ship can mean many things in the context of Portuguese colonialism. 
The most obvious connection is to the great galleons of the Portuguese that allowed them to so successfully disrupt the Indian Ocean trade. The galleon is a marvelous example of early modern European marine architecture with a large hull made of ribs of timber that act as a skeleton for riveted wooden planks. Its structural integrity allows it to easily carry cannons and bear the recoil of firing them, thus becoming essentially a mobile maritime fortress. When the Portuguese discovered a route into the Indian Ocean via the Cape of Good Hope in Africa, they entered a world where Arabs and Indians conducted trade on dhows made of wood held together by coconut coir. While these were perfect for navigating the shallow waters of coastal India, Africa and Arabia, they were by no means prepared to defend themselves against galleons. The Portuguese did suffer a few defeats in their attempt to take over Indian Ocean trading ports, notably at Chol in 1508, where they were repelled by a multi-ethnic force of Egyptian and Gujarati vessels commanded by a Turkish artillery expert. Even in their attempt to conquer Goa, the Portuguese were severely pressed by the long-range artillery of the Bijapur forces that held the citadel. By and large, the Portuguese were able to threaten and extort Indian Ocean traders owing to the range and military power of the galleon, establishing a system of licenses known as cartazes, which they used to try and establish a monopoly over the spice trade. By the 1520s, Indian Ocean shipmakers and merchant princes had managed to reverse engineer galleons, but by then, the Portuguese had already secured a network of coastal fortresses stretching from Arabia to Southeast Asia. They had begun to integrate themselves into the Indian Ocean world, and Goa was emerging as the heart of their maritime empire. But just as maritime conquests and prowess are synonymous with Portuguese colonialism, so is Catholicism. And it is here that a new meaning of these incense boats can be found. In the 16th century, the Pope granted the Crown of Portugal a monopoly over patronizing missions to India and the East Indies. This led to a system called padroado or patronage, through which the king or queen of Portugal selected and sponsored the missions of bishops and other ecclesiastics in these areas. Similarly, missionaries in these areas were expected to obtain permission from the crown of Portugal, and in practice, permission was only granted to Portuguese subjects. By the 19th century, however, the papal department known as the Propaganda Fide, or Propagation of the Faith, took over the administration of Catholic communities in India. Among other things, this meant a shift in the language of administration and documentation in Goan churches from Portuguese to Latin, the language of the Vatican. Against this backdrop, the use of the Portuguese seafaring galleon as a model for the incense boat becomes doubly fascinating. Christian iconography often used the image of the ship as a symbol for the church. The 16th century galleons that these incense boats imitate carried pepper and spices, which were the financial backbone of the early Portuguese colonial enterprise. But they also ferried representatives of the church, as well as smaller silver versions of themselves, meant to be used in the churches of Goa, the new center of the Portuguese maritime empire. These objects are therefore potent, layered, self-referential icons of the dramatic history of the Portuguese and of Catholicism in the Indian Ocean. The story of Portuguese colonialism is incomplete without that of its ships. 
the incense boat is a humble object and even the bearer of the incense boat is low on the pecking order of altar servers. The boats in the Museum of Christian Arts collection, crafted with exquisite detail, are consumed in isolation in the museum. But what we are really looking at when we see them is the essence of 16th century Catholic and Portuguese history expressed in a small silver object.